You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for my ailments, the health equivalent to Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve! It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who keeps the alternative medicine wackos at bay. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. She who will do most anything for a glass of expensive wine, it's Lady Diagnosis. Hey, Dr. Steve. And she who won't do anything no matter what I do, it's my (laughs) wife, Tacey. Hello! (laughs) This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question you're in Paris to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else... Give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHEAD. If you're listening to us live, the number is 754-227-3647. That's 754-BARENIP. Or 754-22-PENIS, which is my favorite. Oh, wait. Oh, you pulled the old switcheroo on me, Lady Diagnosis. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine, at Lady Diagnosis, and at Dr. Scott WM. Visit our website at weirdmedicine.com or drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Or go to our merchandise store at cafepress.com slash weirdmedicine. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything here with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, or whatever. Or health system administrator. Or Ooh, a health system administrative assistant. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very it's good. funny how people think those people know answers. <laughs> well, you do know answers. You know everything. She knows things. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to go to stuff.drsteve.com where you can buy anything. Stuff.drsteve.com helps keep Weird Medicine Riotcast on the air. Tweakedaudio.com. Offer code FLUID for 33% off. The best earbuds for the money on the market and the best, best customer service anywhere check out dr scott's uh, website at simplyherbals.net and uh, i'm going to use some of his uh simply herbals uh, uh met or, well nasal um, spray sinus rinse Ooh, sinus rinse That's good stuff we'll see if my voice clears up ah that sounds really lovely. buffered saline <laughs> it's gross. got some uh uh, uh, peppermint oil in it, and uh, which is an anti, I guess, an anti-inflammatory at the level of the mucous membrane. Yep. At least that's what he claims. But I can tell you, it's my favorite. It really works well. Uh, check out blueapron.com/slash/medicine uh, for your first three meals free. And uh, if you want to hear um, uh, archives of the show, go to premium.drsteve.com. That's premium.drsteve.com for a buck ninety-nine. You can. Uh, get uh, archives of all of the shows plus some premium content and my favorite way to do that is to get the weird medicine app from the app store or google play store and uh, it's very seamlessly integrated that way all right very good okay 
Hey, uh, let's take a few phone calls. Don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. And that would be the first thing. Uh, on the phone, we have Richard David Smith, who we teased last time. We were having technical difficulties. Couldn't get him on, but he's here now. Uh, Richard David Smith is the uh, owner and uh, proprietor of uh, Hyperphysics. That's oh. hyper, F-I-Z-Z-I-C-S, the energy drink for nerds. Richard, thanks for uh, being on the show. Oh, thank you, Dr. Steve. <clears throat> so first off, um, how's everything going with uh, <clears throat> hyperphysics these days? Hey, uh, Tacey, oh, really your, well, son, your son keeps calling. Would you uh, answer that? Sorry. We're very professional here on the podcast. Your son? <laughs> yeah, our son. So anyway, yeah, tell us how things are going with hyperphysics these days. So, yeah, we're going well. We sold at, uh, well, you know, we, we live in Seattle now. We've been selling at Pike Market um, in some um, local, you know, Comic-Cons. And so, yeah, it, it's going well up here. We're trying to establish more of a, a local presence now. Um, and that's kind of where it's, where it's at right now. Our kids are in school now, so we can actually do things during the day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, last time we saw your kids, they were really little. So how old are they now? Right now, uh, yeah, my oldest, um, Rex, is six, and youngest, Joe, is four. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it hadn't been that yeah, long. No, I was no, thinking, we, oh, God, maybe they were like 19 and 17. <laughs> no, 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 no. It hadn't been that long since you were here. But they were really little no. when you were here. Yeah, cool. Yeah, they were, yeah. So, and uh, can you still get so, yeah, your, this, you can still get it on Amazon? Yes, you can get it on Amazon, and um, and I have to thank you too. One of your listeners became like one of our actually our best customers. Oh, really? Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. Well, I need to uh, order some because uh, we're getting ready to do our marathon drive to Florida. We used to always fly it. I was too lazy to drive, and then one year the hurricane canceled our flights, and we said, "By God, we're going anyway." Uh, so we just got in the car and drove, and it was awesome. But only hyperphysics saved me on that one. I was afraid. Yeah, he was I, remember, gonna, I remember that. I was afraid he was going to OD on. on <laughs> <laughs> well, I only did two, but I'll tell you, by the time we got down there, I was like, drive, 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 drive. <laughs> I, I got out of the car. I would argue your two was actually five. Was it? I remember being really freaked out about how much. Energy drink you were drinking. <laughs> okay, well, maybe, but it was now nah, it was good. It uh, uh, yeah, we I I remember when you did that. Yeah, I remember when you took that trip and <laughs> had the drinks. Yeah, anyway. but I, I you know I, I need a, I need a good energy drink because I'm not a morning person. Like I just woke up. I mean it's, it's eleven out here, but. I kind of operate on Ron Bennington time. Yeah, I understand. I wish I could. I used to be able to sleep till two in the afternoon when I was in college, and now you know if I sleep to seven thirty, I'm really sleeping late. And um, but anyway, yeah, cool, man. Well, good. Good luck with that venture. We definitely support you in that and any sort of uh, yeah, thank you. nerd endeavor endeavors. We're always in favor of. At least I am, anyway. Uh, and Tacy married a nerd, so. She should be by default supportive. <laughs> so, um, uh, but that's not why you called today. So, what's going on? Give us the scoop. Oh well, you know, it's kind of just a, a reminder to, for it to everyone to get their flu shot. You know, it's important. Um, you know this, but you know, um, 
Tell your story why, because you were not always such a flu shot enthusiast. No, I mean, I you know, I would get it, but I wasn't like, you know, an advocate. Um, but the reason now that, you know, I'm, that's kind of become my thing is that the flu almost killed me a few years ago, <clears throat> as you know. And, well, you know, we uh, say, oh, we, you know, you know I, I took such a giant dump, it almost killed me. And we're speaking um, metaphorically. You're not actually speaking no. metaphorically. It literally almost killed you. What happened? Yeah, right. So it was actually when we were moving across the country, and which is like probably the time you need the vaccine the most, but I, I neglected to get it that year. So we're, we're driving all around the country. We're actually moving to Seattle, and we're driving up the California coast, and suddenly I have problems breathing, like really like, you know, I, I needed to open the windows, and I felt like I couldn't get a full breath no matter what I did. So, and I'm one, I'm like you, you know, once I get going driving, I can do it forever pretty much. And, um, so of course, you know, I just want to keep trucking along. And then eventually I just had to pull over the car, you know, and say, I got to rest for a few minutes. I can't, I I feel horrible. And then that's when, uh, my wife, Shatai, who you also know, um, she, she said, you know, it's time to get this looked at, you know, you're, I have a feeling if you fall asleep, you might not wake up. So we're in Vacaville, California. I'm like, all right, well, let's let's go to this hospital in Vacaville. Two little kids and in the car. Women. You got all your crap in a car, right. and <laughs> your yeah. wife is going. I, I'm afraid you're not going to wake up. That had to be terrifying for her. Oh yeah, and then really, she had the worst part of all this. Um, and you're right. Yeah, we were moving across the country with. And we threw away everything except what we could fit in my 99 Mercury Grand Marquis. I remember. And, yeah, you remember. So here here we are. So we stop at the hospital. I get admitted. And they were kind of a little bit sick, too, but not, not to my degree. So we um, they took a look at me, and then they took me in to a room. They admitted me. And um, they couldn't really figure out what it was. And they were asking me if I was a smoker, which I'm not. And they were asking me all these, you know, they were testing me for everything they tested me for hiv um uh the one of the one of the guys thought it was valley fever because we had just been through the desert um and so they said well you know we can we can go into your lungs and look and you know actually get a sample out or we can just start giving you antibiotics antibiotics but it might be too late Hmm. right so um i actually had them just go in and get it because i'm i just wanted to know what the hell it was and I kind of had a nervous ninny doctor, so he, um, I think he kind of messed up when he went in there. And so he come after, you know, he's getting the sample, he he screws up, I think. And I never saw him again after that. Wow. <laughs> um, so they bring me out. So they bring me out, and I'm on life support suddenly. And and you know, my wife sees me, and she's you know thinks I'm dead. Oh, and she's geez. like, you know, what's going on? And they were like, well, something kind of went wrong. And his oxygen level reached zero, so we had to put him on this the ventilator. Ugh. So, yeah, and so they had me there on the ventilator. They still don't know what's going on. So they they bring it. They brought in basically their <clears throat> house MD, like resident, you know, genius doctor. Right. Because none of these doctors can figure anything out. And um, so he comes in. They they take a look at my, you know, they they see that I have pneumonia. So my lungs are like ravaged from. Uh, yeah, you know, I guess when you have the flu, you know, the bacteria that are already in your lungs start attacking you 
and your immune system's down. Yeah, and you probably so, had diffuse pneumonia instead of, you know, like uh, pneumococcal pneumonia, like sort of what we think of as pneumonia. There's lots of different types of pneumonia, but that was the one that got Jim Henson. Usually causes a lobar pneumonia. In other words, it'll be in one section of the lung, one of the lobes of the lung. I'm assuming yours was patchy and all over the place, so-called atypical pneumonia, which is why they checked you for HIV. But anyway, go on. Oh, okay, so that's why they did that. Yeah, I was wondering why they yeah. tested me for HIV. Um, so, yeah, so they, you know, and then, so when all is said and done, they find out that I had the flu. <laughs> that's what I had. That's what knocked me on my ass. And I, and I was like, you know, and then they started treating me, you know, they had me there. They started treating me for, anti- for the pneumonia, so they started pumping me with, like, every antibiotic, and eventually I came back. So that that's pretty much the story there, but. What time um, of year was this? This was, I'm going to say late March, early April. Yeah, so it was at the end of the influenza season, what we would normally yeah. think of as being influenza season. And uh, right. you passed through the valley, so they thought, you know, they're thinking all these zebras. This is the problem. So if it had been January, they might have started with Maybe. Uh, so how did they figure out it was influenza? They did a fl- uh, influenza test? <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that's what they did, and I didn't. I didn't realize it was so hard to diagnose. It's not. Or maybe it isn't. It's the easiest thing in the world to diagnose, not. but you got to think of it. So I guess, right? Maybe, I guess just nobody thought of it because of the severity. But until you know, until a few days after I was in there. So yeah, yeah, that's how they finally got it. And you know, it took a while. I was in there for like a week, just getting pumped with antibiotics and. Um, so and, and the reason I use the zebra metaphor is people, you know, if you're in a field in Tennessee or in Seattle and uh, you hear the clip-clop of hoof beats behind you, when you turn around, you're going to assume you're going to see a horse, not a zebra, right? Right. So, the, you know, right. that's the same in medicine when you see these syndromes we really should be thinking we need to keep the zebras in the back of our mind because, you know, maybe a zoo, there's a zoo nearby and something got loose or somebody was keeping exotic animals, but you got to not forget about the horses. And, uh, in your case, you know, it was the end, uh, of what you would have thought would be the influenza season because it's already spring out there in California. Nobody's thinking influenza. You just passed through the valley, and they thought you had valley fever, which is a zebra in this case, although the uh, the symptoms can be similar. Valley fever is a fungal infection caused by um, uh, coccidioides, coccidioides, coccidiosis, <laughs> and that's uh, it causes coccidiomycosis. That one I can say. The actual uh, the um, the the organism itself is a little harder to say, but coccidiomycosis, and it causes fever, cough, chest pain, chills, night sweats, headache, fatigue, joint aches, and a but it normally a red spotty rash as well. And um, so, you know, they they were wondering if that's what possibly you had. Uh, but the yeah, they yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, they did. They were checking me for for rashes. Yeah, coccidioides. 
that's you know it's been a long time since medical school. I haven't had to say that word since <laughs> since infectious disease rotation. But anyway, uh, yeah. So they're looking for all that stuff, and uh, but what you really had was influenza. So now, um, right? And I think I think a lot what a lot of people think they have the flu. They just have the norovirus. They don't really have the flu because um, when you really go through the flu, I mean, it really it's. I mean, it kicks your ass. Yeah. Well, and it can be a mild syndrome for some people. You know, um, even the uh, Spanish flu epidemic of 1918, uh, it infected anywhere between 10 and 30% of the world's population. 1% of the world's population died from it. But that still means 99% of the world's population did not die from it. And the majority of people didn't get it. And the majority of people who got it didn't die. And didn't even come close. But, you know, these days, uh, uh, thank thank goodness for ventilators and Tamiflu and stuff like that, that we think that an influenza pandemic like the 1918 uh, flu ep- epidemic probably wouldn't be as devastating because we would at least have the ability to support people on the ventilator like they did with you. They didn't really, you know, particularly the antibiotics didn't do anything to cure you. What they did was they put your body in a position where it could ride out the infection, let the immune system kill the virus and clean up the mess. So they were able to support your breathing with the ventilator and other medications and interventions that they did until your body just got better, you know. Because, you know, I tell people we don't heal anybody in medicine. We just put the body in a position where it can heal itself. So, which now I and, yeah, and, sound and, like Dr. Scott. That's but, right. But it really is. Yeah, the guy's like well, twins. Twinkies. Twins. And as, as you know, I went into um, vaccine research after that as a as my day job. <laughs> um, and, you know, because no dianomy, I think, is the best. <laughs> you know, especially when something almost kills you. You know, it's like suddenly you become yep. very interested in that thing, whatever it is, you know. Um if a grizzly bear took a swipe at you, you'd be obsessed with grizzlies for the rest sure, of your life. Sure, sure. So, what what have you learned in your in your job that you might not have known before? And is there anything new coming down the pike that you guys are uh, talking about at work that maybe we don't know about? Um, they're working mainly. They, they kind of want a one a one size fits all vaccines. Is kind of what you know mosaic vaccines. Yep. Is one of the big Give things that they're working on, um, and I, in my particular job, I don't work with um, with the flu virus. We do work with um, HIV, Ebola, and malaria. Um, Damn, they, you know, yeah, yeah, um, and you know those those particular ones are you know ravage countries like um, Africa, and um, sure. so we're doing a, a lot of research. In, in that, and we have satellite labs now all over the country, and we're really sort of still in the data collecting process of what we're doing. As as you know, it takes years of of data collection and analysis, and but the uh, technology is getting great to the point where you can analyze things at an extremely fast rate, um, and so you can go through a bunch of uh, tests, you know, very quick, uh, much quicker than you could, you know, exponentially. It's increasing, so I yep. think that's where. The real breakthroughs will come. Um, well, people don't remember polio. I remember polio. You know, um, I had a kid in my class, my kindergarten class, died from measles. 
had three or four people in in my school that were in wheelchairs because of polio. Nobody remembers any of this stuff. You know, the vaccine, you know, the vaccine researchers really are sort of unsung heroes and they get dumped on so bad, but, you know, by this anti-vaccination movement too. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the the anti-vax movement is is you know stronger than it's ever been and um, I always wonder like even if you if you're a natural if you're a naturalist, right? Why would you know there's almost nothing more natural than a vaccine. It's getting your own body I, to I fight agree. the disease. What's, you know, so I don't understand why they and then if you thought all of these doctors all across the country were evil scientists who were injecting you with things that knowingly give you you know, autism, then why would you ever go to the doctor to begin with? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, you know, uh, people who are into homeopathy should love vaccines. Mm-hmm. They tend to be the anti-vaxxers, but there is what, you know, homeopathy says, well, you know, like, uh, prevents like, like right. and they'll use very small amounts of a toxic substance that maybe causes abdominal pain to treat abdominal pain. Well, what's, What's more homeopathic in in that regard, except this has data behind it that shows that it works, to take a small amount of a virus or a piece right. of a virus and, you know, uh, inoculate yourself with it to prevent that disease. Come on. Right. Use your own logic. <laughs> I said that. Right. I said <laughs> that in one of our conferences, and the guy was like, you know, I never thought of that, but that's, that's true. <laughs> um, it's a good way to, you know, talk, talk to an anti-vaxxer rather than just calling them an idiot, you know. Right, right, right. No, um, yeah, calling them an idiot, right. they just dig in their heels. There's no question about that. Right, yeah. So, um, yeah, so, you know, it's very important. That, you know, everybody should get the uh, the vaccine, and, you know. It's just, I can't emphasize that part enough. Yeah, and it won't stop you 100% from getting influenza, uh, it's all about in, mitigating right, no. risk. The one year I got influenza, I'd gotten exposed to the flu mist and influenza vaccine, and you know the quadrivalent vaccine, uh, you know the AKA the flu shot. And uh, you know I w- went to a meeting and I was coughing and sneezing all over everywhere. It was in, it was in October. It's when I normally get allergies, and I just said, "Ah, don't worry, everybody. It's just allergies." The next day, I woke up and I asked Tacy to. Uh, uh, check my temperature because I felt horrible and I was shivering. And she got out the thermometer for the kids, and my temp was 105. Now, when you're my age and your temp is 105, you start crapping yourself because I really was thinking, you know, I'm going to end up on the ventilator like Richard. Maybe I'm I'm a lot older than he is. Maybe I won't survive. And uh, but because I'd had the uh, flu, I'm convinced that because I'd had the flu vaccine, it uh, I sailed right through it. All I had to do was sit for a week because they wouldn't let me come back to work. And I watched uh, CW uh, DC shows. I got caught up on four seasons of Arrow. <laughs> well, hell, we did we did a show that damn day. You're like, oh no, I think it's just the damn. Oh, really? Yeah, hell yeah, you were sicker than shit. Oh. Well, I didn't remember that. Yeah. yeah. Did I make you go get Tamiflu or Relenza? No. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I did. I remember now. I think maybe so. Because yeah. I called in Tamiflu for everybody that was at yeah, the yeah, meeting yeah, that right, wanted that's it, that's right. and then anybody I was exposed to. I uh, Tamiflu yep. that makes Tacy throw up, right? Spontaneously vomit. So we switched to Relenza. Now, if you can get Relenza, I like it better than Tamiflu. It's hard to get though. It is hard to get, and these pharmacists need to stock it. 
Uh, hmm. Relenza is an inhaled version of the anti-influenza medication. And you get this little inhaler and you just inhale it. You can't, it, it doesn't go to your GI tract, so you don't get sick to your stomach. And uh, for my kids at that time, they weren't, you know, taking big pills. Uh, the Relenza was awesome. So I'm a big fan of it. But anyway, I think that one's been yeah, underappreciated. The, um and the antivirals are getting uh, much better these days. Um, we have some on hand, and you know, if you can use them, it's like twenty-four to forty-eight hours. If you, you know, if you get a virus to prevent it. Huh. Um, and then, and then there's uh, the prep. You've heard of that, right? Yeah, prep. Yes, of course. Yeah, for HIV. Yeah, yeah, that's an amazing one that like I, I didn't know about before I worked there, and but you know, everybody who's sexually active should should know about it. Yeah, um, if you're at high risk, um, prep is, high risk of uh, getting HIV. Prep is an awesome, awesome drug. It's a daily pill for it people really who don't ha- have HIV and want added protection. And uh, it's mostly covered by um, by insurance as well. It's um, yeah reduces the risk of getting HIV from sex by more than 90%. And among people who inject drugs, it reduces the risk of getting HIV by more than 70%. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, it is. Right. And that's, that's stuff that people just don't, uh, you know, didn't seem to know about. So we kind of spread that information in the community. And another big thing we study is non-progressors. I'm sure you know this, of this too, but, you know, it's people that have, HIV. Oh, yes. But it's almost, yeah, but their their body is showing like, you know, it's, it's not progressing at all. How many of and those so, folks are there? There was, at one time, there were only one or two that we knew about. And then I guess there are a lot more now that we're, that we're following. Yeah, there was one, there was one case of a guy who completely became cured of, of HIV. Yeah. Um, but th- these, this isn't him. This is, these are people that, that have it, you know, but it's, but it's not progressing. There's actually more than, well, I don't know. there's not many at all. It seems like a lot to me because <laughs> I'm in the lab and I, I see the yeah, yeah, coming yeah. in. You but, see them. Yeah. But, but yeah, they're, they're actually pretty rare, you know? So we study the hell out of those, those people. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's how you basically discover things is by testing a bunch of people's immune responses and, um, and trying to find out the and, common, you know, trying to isolate, yeah, what it is. My immunology so, I mean, professor said, you know, the person that uh, first sequenced, you know, in other words, figured out the amino acid um, sequence for uh, the immunoglobulins, for example, you know, in the body, uh, these are weird sort of uh, Y-shaped molecules. He said the first person that did that didn't know anything. It was the second person that did it knew everything because then you could see which things were exactly the same and which ones were different uh, from uh, molecule to molecule. And that's how they figured out where the active sites on immunoglobulins are and how they actually work, how do they attach to antigens, and then what do they do once they do that. I mean, it's fascinating. And science is kind of this stepwise approach. You've got to do the first thing, and you've got to put one foot in front of the other until uh, you, know, you get as much data as you need to make some, some conclusion. So that is fascinating. But anyway. Yeah, and it's... Well, yeah, I, that's... Um 
ahead. No, I was just going to say, we really are looking forward to getting a single vaccine, one size fits all for influenza. Once we get that, you get one flu shot and maybe a booster, and uh, you'll never have to worry about influenza the rest of your life. So that's a good one. So, uh, you know, hopefully, yeah. uh, and it'll work as well as measles vaccine and all those, you know, it's... The, the rate of people that get measles in that have been vaccinated for measles is vanishingly small. I don't think I've ever seen a single case of tetanus in any person that's ever gotten the tetanus vaccine. So that's something. So, um, yeah, do you think that, do you think that any doctor has done more harm in modern times than Andrew Wakefield? Well, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm ho- dude, I, I don't even want to comment on that. It's just get 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 your damn vaccines, vaccine science as well. You know, there's no question that there are downsides to vaccines. Bad things can happen, but you know, uh right. we wear our seatbelt not because we expect to get in a wreck, but in just in case we do get in a wreck, and we know that the risk of wearing the seatbelt, which is about one in a million people will be harmed by wearing a seatbelt in a collision, is far outweighed by um, the number of people who are saved or prevented from harm from wearing a seatbelt, which is probably one in two. So, uh, you know, uh, yeah, there is there risk to wearing your seatbelt? Yes, but it's vanishingly small and is far, far outweighed by the benefit of wearing it. And that's the same way with vaccines. You know, so. uh, one last one last thing I want. Oh, yeah, man. One last thing I wanted to say was uh, there's a doctor named. Um, actually, I don't know if he's a doctor. There's a man named Trevor Bedford at, um, and he has these. He's created like these cool maps where you can see how you can kind of track the flu as it he set up he created these models and i don't know how he did it people a lot smarter than me work with me but he um you can actually track like the mutation and the global migration of of the virus so yeah so i mean if anyone's interested in that kind of thing you know it's like a real-time tracker well how, how would they find that uh trevor just google trevor bedford B-E-D-F-O-R-D, and then put influence, and it'll it'll be like the first thing that pops up. All right, we'll do it. So Richard David Smith, founder of Hyperphysics with his wife, Shittai, uh, says, get your damn flu shot. Get your damn flu shot. Just do it. Don't be an asshole. (laughs) Right. You can do it. And And I just got my stupid, uh, I just got my stupid nut check last week. Awesome. Well, there you go. So, <laughs> quit smoking. Get your stupid nuts checked. Get some exercise. <laughs> it's uh, good advice for everyone. Yes. All right. All right. Hey, take care, man. You, I'm glad. I'm really glad you survived you. influenza. And uh, it's always we need to have you on every year uh, because then it's not just me saying it. It's somebody who's been through right. it who knows that's saying it. And even if it doesn't hurt you very bad, if you get the flu, say you visit your nana. Before you know you have it, yeah. and then she gets it, and then it kills her. Give it's your damn flu shot. shot. That's a, yeah, yeah, good point. No, that that's what she what she said was really important. Yeah, that's you know where we work in the cancer research center because we actually treat patients also. Um, you know, the workers there have to get the flu shot because if you come in there and give someone who's yeah. vulnerable, like she said, um, then it's even more catastrophic. So you know, yeah, if you're if you're even visiting someone who you think could be compromised. 
We get you know, fired if we don't get our flu shot <laughs> yeah. by a certain time of the year. I mean, you will actually mm-hmm. get you'll lose your job, and there isn't any you know uh, any kind of exceptions for that. Yeah, it's not just about you and whether you want a shot or not. Yeah, they even say if you're allergic to eggs that you can probably get it. And talk to your healthcare provider about that. But uh, the CDC right. says that that's overblown. Anyway, all right. Hey, take it easy, man. Thanks so much. Give our uh, best to your lovely wife and your kids, and I uh, hope we'll uh, see you in person one of these days. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Steve. Okay, man. I'll nice talking you. to you. Okay, you too. What a good guy. Good feeler. How do you know it's the flu? I mean, if I was getting my electric worked on the other night, and yep. <laughs> my electrician, he was fine when he got there. All of a sudden, he starts sweating. Then he says, mm, I don't feel very good. He yeah. says, I'm going to step outside. And before he could get from where he was in the middle of my house, which is 10 feet from the door, he ran in the bathroom, which was two feet from him, Puked. and vomited for oh, 10 God. minutes. Stomach flu. Ooh. Stomach flu. So he was fine when he got there. When was this? Wednesday. Oh, great. Oh, if you brought get out. bug in get here. Get out. It Ugh. couldn't be the flu to hit that fast. Was it food poisoning, you think? Or would it well, be it could be just a puke bug. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you get does flu no- hit that quick? You can, yeah, well, yeah, but you can get nausea and vomiting from influenza as well. Hmm. It was shocking how quickly it hit him. Yeah. When I got it last year, the flu. Can you imagine being in somebody else's house oh, and you're God. just in their bathroom puking <laughs> for can. 10 minutes? <laughs> I was on a plane and this girl next to me was going, <laughs> and she wasn't covering oh, her mouth. Lord. And I was like, fuck. Mm. And I was just stuck there breathing her, <laughs> And then three days later, got sick. Got sick. And that's something. Well, moving on. Hey, guys. It's never a good look when you untuck a long, bulky dress shirt. You may think it makes you look casual, but more than likely, it just ends up looking sloppy. That's why Untuck It makes shirts specifically designed to be worn untucked. A casual shirt that's not too long and not too short, it's just right. Shirts designed so well, GQ calls them perfection. They're a go-to for any occasion from casual to dressy, and not only do they look good, they feel great. And uh, my wife and I can attest to this. She bought me one, and then I bought three more. Very handsome. They're awesome because you don't like it when I tuck my shirts in because then I look like a, a nerd. Well, some shirts need to be tucked. Beach shirts don't not need... Not so much. Yeah. Right. Hawaiian shirts, yeah. Right. Well, see, I learn things. She teaches me. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Tace, if you're a woman, uh, and I guess you are, Might be. wishing you can have one of these shirts, well, Untuck It now makes shirts for women, too. Ooh. Shirts for her that are casual, versatile, and designed to last. Log on to UntuckIt.com and check out all the new arrivals. Use the promo code MEDICINE for 20% off your entire purchase. You can also visit one of Untucket's over 25 retail locations across the country. Stop hiding your shirt with your pants and your pants with your shirt. Untucket.com, your solution to perfecting casual attire. Use promo code MEDICINE for 20% savings for first-time customers. That's Untucket.com, promo code MEDICINE. I'm going to have to check the woman's out because that sounds really nice. Yep, we'll do it. All right, very good. Um, where are we? Oh, we're about 35 in. Let's do one more phone call. Dr. Steve, this is Jack from Wilmington, North Carolina. Hey, Jack. Yes, right where Florence came through. And we did, we were very lucky. Inconvenienced. 
five days, no electricity, bunch of trees down. My question for you is, what what is a good way for people that um, are going to like ride out a big storm, even though they're told they should leave? What kind? Yeah, don't do it. Leave. Just leave. Leave. Yeah. My friend John, who I go to Moogfest with, he just wrote it out, and it's like, dude. But then they get stuck, and we have to go get them. Well, sometimes, yeah. He didn't. He he was in. A, he was far enough inland and up on a hill that he thought that he wasn't going to get flooded out, and he didn't. But mm-hmm. yeah, but that does happen. There are people mm-hmm. where that happens to. Of like small medical emergency packs, should they have? Like, how do you treat, say, a burn um, if you don't have any ice? If you don't have access. To like running water, what's uh, what's a good kit to put together? Cuts, scrapes, uh, things of that nature. Okay. A no power so, storm kit. Yeah. So here's the thing: are, are you talking a go bag or are you talking a survival? Sounds like survival. He wants to stay, he and ain't that's going different. Nowhere. Like a first aid. Yeah. So Maybe. What, the first look, you have to have fresh water. You mm-hmm. can't once the the reservoirs are topped over with flood water, they it becomes un, it, tap water is unsafe. So what I have um, considered doing in the past was getting those, uh, you know, like the Culligan water thing, and just get just always stay two or three of those ahead. Sure. So you've got those big, giant five-gallon things. It's purified water. It doesn't go bad. And you can just stack those up and you can have fresh water. That's important. Um, you want some way to uh, be able to communicate. We have a little TV that's battery-powered. Uh, the, the new digital TVs, as long as they're transmitting, it's you know, it's 780p and uh, runs off of four AA's. So you want electronic. You need lights. Um, uh, I think oil lights were, those were the key back in the day, but now with these fluorescent things, mm-hmm. I bought these little, um, lights that run off of two double A's mm-hmm. and they have LEDs in them and they're flat and you open them up and, <clears throat> and um, they give off all kinds of light. Yes. They're flat and they just look like books and you open it up and then the thing emits light. If people are interested, I could stick those on uh, on uh, weirdmedicine.com. Uh, clothes, medications, uh, and then, you know, if you're going to hang out, you need non-perishable food supplies. What about burns? Yeah, burn. Okay, so. If you don't have ice. Well, you don't need necessarily, you know, ice necessarily to burn, ice yeah. to treat a burn. Uh, what you do need are bandages and, you know, antibiotics antimicrobial ointments and stuff like that and things that you can clean it with. Cleaning is the big Clean thing. Clean water, yeah. So the fresh water and then just get a really nice uh, first aid kit. Yep. They the say, You can buy them just all kinds of places. Just get a big one that's got tons of gauze and and burntments uh, uh, and all that kind of stuff in it. And then uh, cash. You know, make sure you got some cash. Uh, and I have a few silver coins in case gold in case silver, it's be- yeah. in case you know all society breaks down and I've got to bribe my way through a checkpoint and uh, paper money's no good. I've got some of those because I'm a little bit of a nut. So I'm a catastrophist. I think of everything, <laughs> but non-perishable food, drink, uh, uh, batteries, 
the generator will get you so far. If you're going to have a generator and you just you you have to have power in your house, mm-hmm. then you know obviously you need gas and all that stuff to go with. I it. think one year for then Christmas, you become a target though. Yeah. He got me um, a big bucket. Oh, I got you. Yeah. That had a bunch of stuff in it, but the bucket could also be used as a toilet. Right. It, it had a toilet seat in it, I think. Yes. That you, well, you would empty all the, the things out of it, and then you could put the seat on there, and then you could shit and piss into this thing. It was so <laughs> romantic. <laughs> well, it was a, that was your gag gift that year. But you but had said you wanted it. something. We yeah, still yeah. have it, I yeah, think. Yeah, we have two of them. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't have one of those, where are you going to poop? That's right. You gotta have a place to poop. You're gonna be an animal or are you gonna yeah. poop in a bucket yeah. like a normal human being? <laughs> Shit in a bucket. Now, uh, your old buddy uh, Jim Baker is selling uh, food buckets for the apocalypse on his thing. That's his thing now. Is he's selling food buckets. And I'm not, they're crazy expensive, and I'm not eating food out of a bucket. Mm-hmm. I'd eat Chef Boyardee. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That stuff can never go bad. I know. And Twinkies. And so yummy. (laughs) Twinkies. Uh. (laughs) Lady Diagnosis will just be loving it. (laughs) Loving the apocalypse. She'll have uh, an apple supply of white wine, Mm -hmm. Chef Boyardee, and Twinkies. No, red wine because you don't have to keep it cold. You've got to have have alcohol. You've got to be thinking ahead. I mean, imagine what his five days was like without any alcohol. Mm -hmm. Horrible. Who Not, said he didn't? Can't do any. I, I mean, but imagine uh, what if he ooh, didn't have it. Who? Yeah. I mean, what like, else is there? This guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can't watch well, my TV. friend John doesn't drink, so hmm. so he was fine. Hmm. But his cell phone kept working. He was sending us pictures the oh whole time. God. That's a different. This is where we live in a different age. Mm-hmm. All right. Your um, voice sounds better, by the way. Do you think so? Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? Amazing. That's crazy. Dr. Steve, I started this new diet. Well, it's not really a diet. It's, um, it's a ratio 18-6 where you fast for 18 hours out of the day and you eat between, um, I, I chose 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. to eat all my meals. And then I'll have like um, chicken broth in the evening. But anyway, my scale says that I've lost uh, 2% body fat already just in a, a couple weeks. And I'm wondering, and I've noticed a difference, but how Good. does my body expel the fat? Is it, uh, is it just through, is it sweating or is it through urine? I'm drinking a lot of water. Um, I haven't really noticed. Uh, I think my, my bowel movements are a lot better. Um, it's probably from eating a little bit less but. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good question. He's asking, how does the body get rid of these fat cells? If he's losing weight, where are the fat cells going? And it's, um, you're not pissing out fat. Okay, it's not like the body goes, oh, we don't need this anymore, and now you void it through. Because if you did, then you would see globs of oil on the surface of the bowl. Same thing with defecation. You're not defecating out the fat unless you're malabsorbing. Mm. And then you would see oil on the surface, but you're not seeing that. So where does it go? Well, you're just using them up. You know, when you eat fewer calories than you um, are burning, you got to burn something. And when you uh, exhaust your supply of carbohydrates in the body, which is in the form of glycogen, uh, you will then uh, start eating up fat. That's what's there for. It's your storing energy. And uh, those cells get smaller and smaller. Some of them may even die. But they just basically get smaller and fewer, and then uh, that's the end of it. You use them up. So that's all. Hmm. 
There you go. That's there what happens go. to fat in your body when you mm. get there. What were you going to say, Taze? Get your flu shot. Very good. <laughs> Don't be an asshole. Thanks always go to Dr. Scott, Lady Diagnosis, Tacey, the delightful Tacey. We can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, Eric Nagel, Roland Campos, Sam Roberts, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Ron Bennington, Fez Watley, whose early support of this show has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel. SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern, on demand and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemails and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Bye, everybody.